Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. In goes Stewart! They've only gone and done it! And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another edition of A Foot in the Opposition Camp from us at the Glovers Cast. Uh, we are obviously going to be talking to a supporter from our opposition in the FA Cup today, uh, Gateshead. But I'm just going to tell you a little funny story. So when the three of us were discussing who it was was going to do this interview, uh, Ben, as uh, any of you listen regularly, uh, has been doing a number of these interviews he declined to do this. Nothing personal against the guest I'm going to introduce shortly. But last time they met, Ben was in tears. So he didn't want to relive that uh, that agonising moment anyway. But with, that, with no further ado, David from the Heed Army podcast, the Gateshead podcast, welcome back to the Glovers cast. Oh, thanks for having us. Um, but I must say, Ben, he was very distraught at the time. Um, I just wanted to give him a cuddle, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> I'm sure I'd have appreciated it. Yeah, yeah I was going to say... There was a desk between me when I was, I was packing away my my broadcast stuff, but uh, yeah, no, it was a, it wasn't a great day for Yeovil fans, and uh, I think it probably wasn't the the final nail in the coffin, but it was probably one of the ones that did us in the end. Um, well, the full season probably did, not just us, but uh, yeah, it was a, it was not nice to see because um, you know you tell it's passionate uh, Yeovil fan, and to see anyone upset like that is it's it's not nice. So no, I, sent him, I sent him a message afterwards, making sure he was all right. Very good of you. Well, I was just going to start uh, tearing into you. Say, what have you done to upset Ben? But yeah. uh, as you say, I don't think anybody who was in the um, 
uh, at the Gateshead Yeovil game. I, sh- I should remind anyone who doesn't know, Gateshead 4, Yeovil Town 0. And let's be fair, it could have been a lot more than 4-0 yeah. on uh, the 4th of April uh, 2003, this very year. Um, and it, uh, yeah, it was probably... Uh, uh, the the beginning of the final now getting driven into our coffin. Well, go on then. Let's start. Let's start there um, because I mean you guys were absolutely uh, electric. I mean we we have rarely seen a team, although we we were very poor that night, but yeah. we've rarely seen a team which has uh, you know played us off the park so comprehensively in 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 all of our time. I mean last season must have been an absolute pleasure to be a Gateshead fan. Uh, second half of the season, yeah. Second half, I should say, yeah. yeah. Second half was, uh, we, we, we had torrid luck with injuries. I think we had about 10 out at one point. We were playing a lot of square pegs and round holes. And also as well, I think, admittedly, I think the, the management team at the time, of course, because we'll probably get on to that next, they've just left. But um, I think the recruitment when we first come up was maybe rushed. Uh, we brought in a couple of players that maybe uh, had a reputation uh, of being able to play at the level and couldn't. Um, and they got found out very quickly. Um, as you mentioned, Gateshead's style of football is um, very possession-based, like the build-up from the back, a bit like your Man City's and Liverpool's. You know, um, they, oh no, they play like us, should I say. Um, but, <laughs> it, you know, it's, it, it's very exciting when it works. And, um, you know, what Mike Williamson, Ian Watson, Chris Bell did at Gateshead uh, to implement that. And we've been able to bring in players in the summer um, to to add to that, and we were able to keep three of the players that we had on loan, made them permanent in the summer as well. Um, that were helped us in the back end of last season. So it's been very exciting summer and a, and a great start of the season. But uh, yeah, the last two weeks has probably took a little bit of a shine of it. Yeah, well, let's start there because, as you say, um, anybody who follows non-league football can't fail to have noticed the departure of Mike Williamson and, as you say, some of his his back st- uh, backroom uh, staff to to MK Dons. Uh, I mean, start. Let, let, let's talk about the start of this season because, again, you, you you carried on where you left off, really, didn't you? I think. Yeah, it's um, we've been playing some beautiful football. Um, some of the goals that have been scored. I mean, you may have seen one that went viral a few weeks ago where we scored yeah, thirty-seven passes before a goal. Um, that's just been every game the, the possession is uh, it, it sounds silly it sounds like you're bragging but it's about 60% or 65% the gate said and you know they they'll try and recycle the ball start again it goes back to the goalkeeper the goalkeeper is very comfortable on the ball we've got Archie Mayer who was the penalty hero for Notts County in the playoff final he's playing for us now on loan and his style is very much with the ball in his feet so he loves it and we've got you know ball playing uh back three and it, it it's it's a nice way to build up and it, it's it's exciting football but uh yeah it's um to to lose the managers the way we have um it was a bit of a wasn't a shock um maybe the club they went to i think because yeah that it, club it, yeah that club it, it sounds snobbery and I, there will be genuine not uh, not counties and not not County, um, mk don fans you know they, who support the club and love the club which is fair enough but the way it come about, obviously, I think it stings for everybody. You would hate to think that would happen to your club. Um, but if you look at it on, you know, on paper, you know, it's got magnificent ground. They have been playing at a lot higher level. If they get it right, they can fly up the leagues back to the championship. Um, and I think with the brand of football they like to implement, I think they'll be able to do it. But I don't think it's been a rush decision from the, the management uh, team that left. 
because uh, I have it on good authority, they turned down the Notts County job before the manager took that. Uh, the other, the, the um, Williams, was it Williams that took Blue the Williams, yeah, the Williams. I heard they turned down the Hartlepool job and several other football league jobs. So it hasn't been a case of let's jump to the football league, but I think. Obviously, the brand of football has been very exciting under the, the under Mike Williamson and Ian Watson. Um, but what they're you'll see in any interview if you see when they're talking, they don't just talk about the football. They're talking about bettering themselves and bettering the players and making them better people. And this all lends into one hand. They call it the process. It's a bit of a joke because everyone says you know it's part of the process. We'll build it's part of the process, but it really is. And Gates said in the summer had players drop wages to come and join Gator to be part of the process because uh, we, we spoke to Regan Booty on our podcast and he said that when we played Maidstone last year, he never touched the ball and he wanted to be in that side. You know, So it, it's exciting that that brand of football has done that. What worries me now and probably worries every Gator fan is, is that we don't want major change. You don't want to, obviously we've got an, an interim manager in Rob Elliott who used to play for Newcastle United, Northern Ireland, uh, not Northern Ireland, Republic of Ireland, like getting them mixed up. Um, so he's a very good friend of Mike Williamson, been involved with the club for about four years, two years officially. Uh, the, the other times he was still working, he was still at Watford, but coming to help with training and things like that. So he's been in and around it. And we've put one of the, a couple of the senior players into coaching more, official coaching roles are already in them before that. So for Gator to not go out and just bring in a big name manager from the league and rip it all up, it looks like we're going to try and stay with that process. And that's been the the memo of everything that once that's happened since Mike Williamson's left. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, I went on the right tangent, but I've tried to cover all this for you. But uh, yeah, it's, um, you know, it, what I was originally trying to say is, I wish I had went to another football club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, I think any any true football supporter would agree yeah. with you on 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 MK Dons, and and you touched on it there. Rob Elliott has obviously been appointed. I think he's interim, isn't he? So, is yeah. there an expectation that he won't be the full time choice? Is is there any chance of a of a manager coming in? Not perhaps before this weekend is too soon, but, oh, but no, is, no, is it no, likely no. that there I will think... be someone coming in? Um, no, because obviously he was the director of football before that, so he's very well embedded in the club. And as I've mentioned, a lot of the players come to play that style of football. We've got Louis Story, who's been at the club for um, three seasons. This is in his third season, and he's been heavily involved in the coaching as well as playing um, with uh, Mate Williamson and stuff. So he, the, all the people that were involved that have took over were heavily involved in the makeup. They might just might not have been the order givers at the time. So, I mean, we played Rochdale the other week. Um, we were 2-0 down in the second half. I watched it on National League streaming service and it was the best 45 minutes of football I've seen. So at that point, I was, wasn't was too worried, but then we played Fylde at home, which we haven't won again since 2016. So you, you knew what was going to happen. And um, we just capitulated in that one. Um, we're 2-0 down after 10 minutes, a fantastic free kick and a dubious penalty. And I think the penalty just took the wind out of sails and it was always a, a big ass to come back on it. And then a couple of really late goals in that one, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, because as I say, possession-wise, we were well on top and pushing and they were just sitting further and further back and the court's on the break, which is, you know, fair enough. They come there, they did the job and, uh, you know, they, they weren't, I think their league position is probably false the way they played on Saturday. But yeah, no, I, I think everyone uh, is very happy with Rob Elliott, um, Louis Story and Carl Magnier being the coaching staff at the moment. I think everyone kind of wanted an appointment from within. I think a few people might have thought they would have went to Louis Story. 
Um, I love that that was the names flying around. You know, I, I think Rob is probably the, the you know the the best one to have as a spearhead. He's got a lot more experience at a higher level, and to have Rob and um, Carl around him, hopefully, as a common influence on the squad, and we can play the brand of football that we like to that has become the Gateshead way, as as it were, uh, through Mike Williamson. Yeah. And um, I mean, one player that you can't talk about, um, Gates said, without mentioning is um, uh, Marcus Denanga. Uh, yeah. uh, you mentioned there about um, developing players. He's looking at his stats. I mean, this is a player who, you know, he's not been hugely pro- prolific in his career, but mm-hmm. I think um, this season alone, he's got, is it, is it 12 and 17 or something yeah, like 12 that? 12 and 17. He's had a bit of a dry spell, to be honest. I don't think he scored in the last four. In the last four, yeah. yeah. So that, that's um, a bit of a worry coming into the weekend, but yeah. Yeah, but Marcus came in, a bit of an unknown quantity. Obviously, he had been around a few National League North clubs on loan. I think he started off um, in the Midlands area. I can't remember which club he was actually. Yeah, I'm just looking play. at his record. I've got I've Burton, Telford, Hartlepool, Telford, Stephen yeah. Chesterfield, Altrincham, and from mm-hmm. there. Yeah, so <laughs> when we signed him, it was a bit of a... Bit of a surprise one, an eyebrow razor, um, but then he comes straight in and slotted straight into our brand of football. He's a, he's a player that will drop deep to get involved, but he's always on the shoulder as well. And um, as I say, the way we play, the way we get service into the box, in and around the box, that any striker that's half decent at this level should have a fair few goals playing in that team. But no, Marcus is... Um, He's a very nice, humble man as well. Um, hopefully, you don't see this, but we hope we do. He has a celebration of the bear when he scores. You know, I but, remember, uh, I remember him doing it when yeah. he scored twice against us up at your place. Yeah, so yeah, so, uh, yeah. so <laughs> we'll, we'll call him the bear, and we had him on the podcast, and uh, we said, "Where did the bear originate from?" And he just yeah. doesn't know. He just said he just likes bears. So we're like, oh, there you know. go. Everyone's yeah. got to like something, in they? So they certainly have. Yeah. And and I mean, in terms of looking back through the team. That that played us at our place and 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 your your team in the most recent game. There seems to be a few um, similarities, but a few absences as well. Certainly, I'm only looking back to to recent games. Yeah. But uh, is it Adam Campbell up front? I remember being a useful yeah. looking player, and then Connor Panny. I remember scoring a wonderful goal uh, in that game uh, against us. So has there been a few that have maybe gone back up from loans um, or anything like that? Well, Adam um, Panny has been recovering from an injury, so he could be on the bench on right. Saturday. Uh, Adam Campbell, uh, not that the audio listeners will be able to see this, but our camera here, I've got a little knitted Adam Campbell here. Oh, right. Um, he signed for uh, Crawley. They came in with a, a transfer oh, okay, fee right. for him. So, um, yeah, that was a that was a, a shock one because in pre-season he was flying, scored against Newcastle United. We looked really good against Newcastle in pre-season. And um, then he was, uh, I think, probably a week before, a week or four days before the season started, um, he was off to Crawley for an undisclosed fee. So, but it's a long way to go. It is, it is, <laughs> and um, yeah. Obviously, I've I've spoke to him since because uh, you know he's been at the club for quite a while, and um, yeah. you know he, he loved it up here, but he, you know he's getting a chance to go back in the football league, yeah. get his wages probably trebled, I would imagine. And he can, you know, but that's the model of Gated. Like, I mean, obviously, we talked about Macaulay Langstaff. We know what he's doing in the football league. Yeah. Player that, if you think about it, when he came to us, he was kind of, well, he was done, really, in, in the scheme of things. He hadn't set the world alight at York. Every Gated fan was like, oh, we're going back, you know, because, but he, in fairness, he was young when he came to us the first time and never got a chance, went to 
York didn't set the world alight. And then when it came back to us, obviously COVID hit and then we had that um, half a year when we couldn't play. But the, obviously the club being full-time, they were training. And obviously they worked with him religiously. And there was rumours round about April that he was flying and training, looking really good. And you think, well, you just take him a pinch of salt, don't you? Because well, how many times have you heard you've signed a player and he looks great and training and then comes on the pitch and, you know, <laughs> could be no right back playing yeah. in midfield, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that, it just that's the model we've got to go for. We've got to try and find these uncut gems. And, um, you know, that, with Campbell going, it's good business. It's, it hurts, though. It stings because he was a great player. And a nice, nice, nice man as well. Um, but you know, we've signed a player now who hasn't yet scored in a main competition. He scored in the um, uh, Durham Cup, which is a regional cup. Um, Aidan Rutledge he scored sixty-one goals last year for Burtley Town, uh, and he's t- took this jump to made, made a massive step up at five levels to come full time. And him, I think it's 2021, and he looks a real prospect. So we're still waiting for him to get his first goal. So Gated are still trying to find those, you know, uncut gems and, you know, hopefully, you know, they, they do well for us and then do well for the club when they leave. Yeah, and you've mentioned um, that there were some uh, arrivals in the in the summer. Regan Booty, I remember being an excellent player yeah. when he played against us for Maidstone. Uh, who are some of the others that have arrived? Oh well, there was um, we got uh, Luke Hannant back as well, which was a, a, a surprise. Um, he had been playing in the football league since he left us. He went to Port Vale, Colchester. I think he was at Dundee as well last year on loan. Uh, so we signed him back just after Adam Campbell left. And then we signed Stephen Wern, who was with us last year on loan. And then he, uh, sorry, he wasn't. Yeah, he was on loan. And then he, um, obviously, his contract ran out uh, where he was. And because uh, he was one of our pivotal players in the back end of the season, we thought he was too good for us. That, that was our thinking, you know, as fans anyway. You're thinking, well, he'll go back into the football league because he was just so, so outstanding. But he's from Middlesbrough, so not too far away enjoying his football. He's signed. We managed to get Ed Francis and Callum Whelan permanently because they were both on loan, one from Solihull and one from Notts County. So we brought them in. And then, we've uh, obviously, goalkeeper-wise, we've had a model of loaning goalkeepers from higher divisions. And at the moment, we've got Archie Mayer, who, of course, saved the penalties in uh, the uh, the playoff final for Notts County. Um, he's looked absolutely fantastic. We've got St. Uh, Joe Grayson as well, defender. He come in just after the season started, and he's slotted in really well into the back three. And uh, I think he was at Barrow last year. Right. So quite a number of new arrivals then. So, I mean, it says something about the the management team uh, and, and, and now that yeah, it hasn't really disrupted your flow, has it? Having that influence? No, not really. I think it's it's the, the, the as I say, Mike Williamson, Ian, Bust, Ian Busted, his name's Busted because he used to look like, have hair like the band Busted when younger, uh, Ian Watson. <laughs> um, the, 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 the did the homework. The, as I say, it was about the people. And obviously, if they want, the, if they are good enough to play in the style, they've got to be able to have the ball at the feet and be comfortable without, you know, just lumping it away and running. Um, so yeah, they the, the created a formula at Gated, which a lot of Premier League clubs like sending players as well. That's the thing; you know, they know that they're going to be playing football. Yeah. They're going to be, you know, in possession a lot. So yeah, the, the, the influx that come in was um, really good. And also we signed, and, and sorry, there's two other players I missed out, Jordan, right. who was a right wing back. And then we signed another ring, right wing back on loan from Barnsley and uh, Kieran Lofthouse, who was at uh, Barnet a few years ago. 
So we've really got, you know, a lot of new blood in there, but it's a young squad as well. That's the thing. We've only got one or two players over the age of 30. Okay. So it's, it's energetic at the moment, which is, it's it's lovely to watch. It's it's, it's positive. But you, you just hope that we can get back into the, the same routine that we had with Mike Williamson under Rob Elliott, because there's, I wouldn't say there's doubts, but you just have, you know, you've, you've had a great manager in place for a few years. You've been used to it. It's been comfortable. And now that uncertainty has just reared its head again uh, for a fan. Is there any risk or, or, or concern about players, you know, Mike Williamson maybe coming back for some of these players or? Um, I don't know. Um, obviously, rose tinted glasses here. I think a lot of the players could probably play at a higher level. Whether or not, they are on the radar of Mike Williamson now at a football league club that's pushing to get back into League One, One yeah. is another question. And I would imagine that you know, being a Gateshead, if there was a transfer fee, it would be very minimal. You know, it wouldn't you know, it's not even going to touch what MK Dons can do. So, I, I, my thoughts is probably no. Um, I may be surprised they may come back in for somebody, but if they do. They give out a lot of two-year contracts on these promising players. They're gonna have so to pay the price. Yeah. They'll have to pay for them. So it, <laughs> that works out either way. Because I'm I'm under no illusions. Gates it's a very small club, and any influx of money you can get in from bringing a player in and getting profit. Yes, it stings when they leave, like Adam Campbell. But the club has to go on, and uh, we don't have the greatest of attendances, unlike yourself, which is absolutely amazing uh, down there at the moment. Um, what, yeah. what a few wins can do for you, isn't it? Yeah, it is, isn't it? But yeah. as I say, I, I was kind of, I was thinking about this before. Come on, speak to you. I thought, you know, sometimes you just need a reset. But then yeah. I thought to myself, you've already had four, so it was about time. <laughs> yeah, they we kept we kept thinking, well, this this is the bottom. We'll bounce, you know, we'll bounce off the bottom. Yeah, maybe maybe this is the bottom, but we'll yeah. see. It's only it's only the beginning of November, so let's not get get carried yeah. away first. But I, I mean. It, probably going 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 back in time a bit. I mean, you've obviously a club who've been National League Premier, dropped down into National League Lorf and 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 maybe had that reset. I mean, was yeah. that the case for you that, that that helped in a way going backwards to go forwards? Because I know there were a lot of financial issues and all caught at that time. I mean be careful what I say because I'm not a big fan of the National League and the FA. Mm-hmm. Um for anyone that isn't familiar, Gated were took over by um a couple of Shady characters, shall we say? Um, sounds who, familiar, yeah. Who didn't, who weren't who they said they were. I think there's a lot of, um, the, the main one that was a chairman was called Dr. Vangas Vajesi, who was a ship architect from Hong Kong, who had oh. one of the leading ones that give talks around the world had no online presence for someone that was supposed to be so big and prestigious. I'm going to say, but, I don't know many ship architects. But... Exactly. And then, <laughs> um, then it turned out that we had a, an Italian uh, shady businessman called Joseph Calla was the man running the club. And this man was just a front for him. And right. the FA knew all about him from the day he stepped foot in the club and did nothing from August all the way through. And then when the club was back in the club's hands, had a future, minimal budget, they demoted us, and that man gets away scot-free. So, you know, as I say, I think there's maybe a little bit of, I'm not going to say north-south divide, I'm going to say there's a central England divide, because I think if it happened to yourselves and us, we get demoted and points taken off us, 
South End. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. That's all I'll say about that. Jeff and Calafish. Right. Okay. Well, let's go before anyone's lawyers get in touch. But <laughs> <laughs> moving mo- moving on to the weekend then, obviously. FA Cup tie, first round of the FA Cup. Um, as it stands at the moment, Storm Kieran is battering the southwest of England. So we will see how the, whether... Well, if it's, whether if it's this... any worse than what it is up here, the game will definitely be off because it's... Yeah, it's, well, it's, we've, we've seen covers being... Rain covers being pulled onto the pitch so um so 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 we're hopeful i mean you've mentioned already um a couple of well d- uh, i think in the last uh three two defeats and a, and a, and a draw um which is probably in the post might well, actually no it's only two games you played since williamson yeah. left which was a, a draw at rochdale and then the four nil defeat you've mentioned against file is um this weekend an opportunity for you to get back uh, on the in the saddle, you would certainly hope so. And obviously, the the club have a great social media presence in the show, like you know, a little bit of inside training, the players with high intensity, and everything that's going on. So hopefully, I mean, in the past when we've had a, especially since like Christmas uh, earlier this year, when we've had a defeat, we've normally bounced back or learned from it, and it's something to you know, like a reset, so to speak. And um, but it, as I say, there's just that part of you if you're a football fan you know your manager's gone you've got a new person even though it's the same people involved things have changed obviously um you're just worrying the fa cup i mean how we no one goes into the fa cup thinking they're gonna win do they you know unless you're the underdog because you've got nothing to lose so um but yeah i I look at this one i think let's let's just get through it (laughs) that's that's the way i look at it i've got no airs and graces i respect every team you play in the fa cup and um yeah i think unless you're one of the big boys you can't go into it thinking yeah we'll just get through this i think this is going to be a very tough game you are playing really well i'd imagine there'll be a good few thousand there if not as i've said we've had six thousand in recent weeks is there any fa cup special ticket prices on or anything for this game uh not that i'm aware of i think we're just waiting to see whether the game is on at the moment yeah. so so nothing um nothing nothing special at the moment but like you say league games have been high 2000 3000s um and then obviously uh the game against uh against weymouth is a local derby mm-hmm. so so that had a bit of extra spice to it which um yeah. But it's, lo- it's, it's lovely to see to, sh- to show, though. I mean, obviously, uh, we and Mouth obviously do, uh, don't get that amount of crowds, but to have you know, like that, especially as a derby game, it's always nice. But it, it just shows you, doesn't it, that life doesn't just end outside the football league or and outside the con- uh, national premier. You know, the north and south are alive and kicking. The leagues below as well. Yeah. But I think it, it, it from from my point of view, obviously, I, I've had a soft spot for Yeovil because when I first started watching Gates at Yeovil, one of the the sides that used to always turn were over, um, in 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 the uh, in the conference as it was then. But you went on a hell of a ride. You, you went on every non league club's dream. I mean, you did you get to the playoffs in the championship? Yeah, yeah it's uh, wow. So you know, I, I wish you all the best, but just not on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> well, that seems like a good place to end then, David. Well, thank you very much indeed for uh, for joining us again on the Glover's Cast. And uh, if it is on, uh, are you making the trip? Uh, no, sadly, I can't. Uh, just too far for us. It's, uh, it's a long old way, I can promise. Even from my and location I, just outside Blackpool, it's a long yeah, way. But <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've hurt me back lifting the telly this afternoon, so I'm in... <laughs> Stay lying down. Lie down on the floor, on the carpet. It is, and, before like I go, and before I go as well, uh, what, see you at the, the uh, Football Content Awards, but all the best for it as well. Uh, as Absolutely, say, yeah, likewise. Lovely, lovely to be nominated and uh, up against, well, let's see, in, a, in amongst some amazing podcasts like yourself. 
Yeah, fantastic. Well, yeah, best of luck, and uh, Ben and I are hoping to be there on the on the night. So we'll certainly I'll, now I'll I know what you look like. We'll look out for you. I'll bring the tissues. Yes, indeed. Yeah, don't make <laughs> him cry again. All right. <laughs> Brilliant, David. Thanks again for joining us. Cheers. No problem. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 